Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warning, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. Welcome to the 23rd episode of, oh, I forgot the name of this. It's called the 5-Minute Warning. The 5-Minute Warning. With Ruben Brown. And AG. And me. Yes. Hey, y'all. What's happening? Hey, what's going on? You know, I really... I forgot the name of the show. How do you forget the name of your own Be- show? Because, man. It's because had, I had you riled up before we hit You didn't record. have me riled up. You had me in a different spot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let me explain what was going on. So, okay. of course, we're talking about, we're doing some show notes. And before we go on the air, we always have conversation. You know, it's kind of part of it's to just, you know, shoot the stuff. Another part is kind of get ready to be talking on air and things as such. And we're talking about the fact, whereas... I hated Western civilization in college. I got like a D in it. It was an eight o'clock class. And I'm not about that life because, yeah, I just can't do it. Getting up in the morning early is terrible. I learned that at a young age. And that, you know, that didn't help me because my last job during the summer, I got up, I had to be at work at seven. And so I was just advised me this story about, how somebody um, came to me and was like, you know, you're here at seven, you, you get here early, you stay late. How do you do it? And I was like, one, I don't have choices because it's my job. And then two, I don't have choices because that's my job. And then it's like, well, how are you so perky in the morning? And I was like, look, first of all, <laughs> I ain't about that life. It's called a facade. There's just times you just got to you got to be who you need to be so everybody who looks at you realizes, hey, you know, if he's excited for the day, maybe I should too. True. But deep inside, I wish I was back in bed. And that's just what it was. But it's my job. Do I? Am I a morning person? No. Not even close. Never in life have I been a morning person. Well, I'm not a morning person either, but. But what? There's nothing, I mean, my day starts roughly, now it starts around 8. I get up around 8 o'clock every day, I'm forced to, you know, my body's like, you're getting up at 8 o'clock, whether I have to work or not, so that kind of sucks. It does. But if not, I'd be late every day and I can't be doing that. Well, since I'm not actually going to work, but I'm doing work here. That's a whole nother segment, that's That's a whole different day. We need to get into that. Maybe one day. Because Ruben hasn't left the house to go to work in a minute. I get to go to work every day. We'll talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little later. So, 
I mean, am I a morning person? Definitely not. Um, coffee. I don't do coffee. It's disgusting. If you got to put half coffee, half milk, and a whole bunch of other stuff in, you're not drinking coffee. You're drinking milk or whatever else you put in it. That doesn't make sense to me. Coffee Ooh, by uh, itself mm. is disgusting. Wow. Ulo's going to have a fit. I mean, this. she gonna have to, you know who else going to have a fit? Who's that? Like a whole bunch of people who listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> because I think coffee's disgusting. Now, really? I can't. It's what? Look, man. If, <laughs> if you go hit me off with some French vanilla coffee, then you're doing too much. You got to do all that to make it taste good. Why are you drinking it? Because that's what people do. It tastes good to me. You can drink tea. You can drink milk. Well, tea has sugar or honey in it. I mean, or you know what? How about water? Water. Oh, yeah. water's boring. No, can't do that. Or rolling can, my eyes, y'all. Rolling my eyes. I mean, or you can do, you know, put water with a a meal sprit in it, you know, to make oh, it change what? color. I think the meal, you spr- oh, put the, it in there. Okay. They're expensive, by the way. Hey, man, I understand coffee's cheap, but. Coffee ain't cheap. Coffee's disgusting. I pay $6 a cup for Bula. My dad drinks coffee. What? <laughs> that you just that just hit you, <laughs> man. First of all, Starbucks is making a killing, man. I six dollars and fifty eight cent for venti. Was it uh, caramel macchiato or whatever? How much is that? Is actually coffee. Mm, I not a lot. Probably less than fifty percent. Probably, but it Why makes her happy. Some, you know what you can do? What? Get yourself some chocolate milk. Okay. Get yourself the um, the spray. What's that stuff called? The, the spray whipped cream. Okay. And get like a thing of vanilla that you can do, you know, put all over it. Yes. There you go. You know, I'm trying to stay married. Never going to do that. I'm just saying. You're I'm just not saying. saying you should do that. I'm just saying. That's kind of what you're doing. $6 for a coffee. That's the real crack, y'all. That is the real crack. You're not wrong. The legal ass crack. You're not wrong. But I'm going to do it again. Probably do it again tomorrow. I mean, because you know what? If they can figure out a way to legalize crack and drink. Oh, wait a minute. They have. It's called Four Loco. <laughs> I mean, I hear that stuff gets you going. Man, I'm about to put that in my body. What in the world? What did you think? And I mean. <laughs> what in the world? Between that and Red Bull and all that it monster energy drink. That stuff causes heart attacks and stuff. It does. But coffee is. <sighs> coffee is disgusting. But you're putting it in a category with stuff that is actually causing people issues. Coffee is not that. I just don't understand why you drink something that tastes bad. But it doesn't taste bad. Well, yeah, after you put everything else in it. Even even if you drink it black, it's not so bad. What's the taste? See, you said so bad. So there is a it, part of it that is bad. It is. That it tastes like something it, you, you burnt. It's, no, but it is harsh. I mean, ex- explain to me harsh. Explain to the listener, like, what does it taste like? Does it taste like charcoal? I mean, no, you're asking the wrong type of question because you don't like coffee. Okay. It does have a harsh taste and the stuff you're talking about that people put in, it takes the edge off, but you still get that coffee taste along with your French vanilla or your macchiato or your caramel or whatever. Actually, it's so funny because I drank cold coffee one time when I was a kid. He, He almost threw up in his mouth, folks. When I was a kid, and I was like, eh, it's cold. I threw it away. Now it's a thing. Now you're drinking iced coffee. Uh, no, I don't. But I have had it, and it's not so bad, but it's 
that's part of the marketing brainwashing part. Because essentially, if I had a cold cup of coffee at home, I'd throw it in the sink. I think coffee should be thrown in the sink anyway. No, coffee should not be thrown in the sink. But I'll say this. It's to each his own. It is. That don't, make it, that don't mean it tastes good, though. Wait a minute. You can't say both of those things at once. To each his own. Look, that, first of all, it's my show. I can do what I want. And why do you all, pull that card out anytime you get ready? Because it's an awesome card to pull. And it's true. That's like the black card. And I'm not talking about American Express and Tyrion either. I'm I mean, talking about the black card. Hey, sometimes you got to remind. Oh, my goodness. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't have to remind. <laughs> I'm so glad that you are thinking this is so funny because you are just all up in my shirt right now. What I'm telling you is if you say to each his own. I understand what I'm saying. Do you really I understand? I really do. It? But you said it anyway. I mean. It, never mind. I forgot I who I was talking I, to. Yeah, I was going to say, am I, I supposed to not say it? Never mind. My bad. I won't say it anymore. Psych. <laughs> wow. Aunt Shirley, come get your boy. I mean, you know, mom don't listen. She doesn't? No. Why? Well, partially because I haven't told her. Actually, I she, thought when she called the other well, day. Well, she knows that we do the podcast, but unless somebody has showed her, I don't think she knows how to access it. Okay, that makes more sense. Because I, w- I couldn't imagine her not listening if she knew you were doing this. <laughs> and I've thought about that, too. It's like, would I change anything if my parents were listening? No, because there's not a lot of, there's no profane language or, like, nastiness yeah, well, on it. Well, it's not about that, but... I say some things this podcast that they necessarily don't really know. I mean, but what about it? What I mean, about I, it is out of the way? I, I don't say, I don't think it's out of the way. It's, I think it, I just think it's because I don't talk around my parents this way. No kid does. That's not true. I know some kids who do. Really? Well, people who do. Yeah, I would never talk to my dad the way. Oh, I'm definitely not. Oh, God. No, no way. No, no. Now, if he asked me. I don't me, curse in front of my parents, much less anything, man. I, I mean, realize that, but what I'm saying is, there are some things that if he asked me about it, then I would tell him. Otherwise, there's no point in me saying any of this. That's true. I mean, like, you know, with questions I ask, I answer them. Sure. But I don't know if I want them asking questions about what I talk about on the show. It'd just be weird. One. I, can, I get that. And I then two. It'd be just more material for the show, and I don't know if I want to involve my parents in the show like that yet. I don't think I'm ready for that. Actually, it would be a good show. Because there's some things I could say about my mother. There's some things I can say about my dad. I mean, it'd be a great show. I mean, because it would be good content because people are listening to this, and they can relate. Mm. It's a good show. Whether you're comfortable or not is another situation. I'm, about it. I'm not against it. I'm just... I can't imagine. I can't imagine my parents actually being on the podcast. It'd be funny. I think it'd be kind of dope. I, I just think it would be funny, especially your mom. Oh no, no! I had to shut her what? down. Uh, how are you going to shut your own mother down? That's because, not man, nice. She'd be talking about some stuff when I was a kid. I, like what? Like stuff that I really don't care people to hear. It's bad enough. I walk to my house. The first thing I see. Oh, excuse me. Used to be the first thing I see. Okay. You walk to the house. You look to the left. Is a big old baby picture of your boy. On the wall. And what's wrong with that? I mean, it's not there anymore, so it's okay. It's in the back. But so, I, I wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What got you demoted? I don't even know what picture up there. Maybe it's maybe it's the Lord. I don't know. 
Well, you know, coming second to Jesus is good. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sad at that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what picture there. That's a very good question. I don't know what picture there. But I mean, <laughs> back to our Shirley. So but I mean, yeah, man, nah. You walk in, you see the baby picture with the fro, with the little horsey on the shirt. I think I remember that. picture. I mean, that picture was there forever, man. The firstborn, he gets the big picture, and then there's a little picture of my little brother, like in the corner, which is I've always thought was funny, even though he's gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh, you're funny," but <laughs> you know, it's like, look, man, you Kevin, can't. Have, Kevin has less value than you. I just say that, yes, but you, you can't have everything. You, you see, y'all you just already said, a baby. Y'all see, already a baby. Passive aggressive, y'all. Hey, look, man. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this, man. Hold on, before you say it, you you realize you've had five, four or five different look mans in like the last yeah eleven minutes. Because I use that to to make you realize I need to back up but and you, re-explain. You I know, but you don't usually say that that often. You've been riled up a little bit today. Go I'm ahead. not riled up. I'm just nervous. Nervous about what? Because you know your six month show is coming out next week. No, week? I'm not really thinking about that right now. Yes, you are. I'm just thinking now. I know my little brother listens to the podcast, so this will be funny. Okay. So, but no, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. Being passive aggressive, you know, when you have a, a sibling is interesting. Because Why is it interesting? Because, man, you see your sibling get like everything and you don't get, you get like a quarter of that. And it's just like, what's up? And I used to get mad at that as a kid. I used to get mad at that. But then one day I woke up and I was like, dog, when he gets stuff, you play with it too. Why are you mad? And I was like, why am I mad? And that's when our relationship changed. Y'all had used to have a bad relationship? No. I mean, we used to fight. I mean, Y'all are seven, brothers. Y'all are brothers. Yeah, he's seven years younger than me. So we used to fight okay. a little bit. I mean, you know, there'd be times where he'd get on my nerves. Okay. And then next thing you know, I mean, you hear some crying and, of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course it's my fault You hear some crying now, But wasn't it your fault though But see here's the thing And this is what I would say Some of it was my fault Some Then some of it When you the baby You learn how to play advantages No that's true And so I mean he, He's played that advantage a couple okay. times Okay He started to fake cry And I didn't touch wow, him Wow Kevin fake cries Yo, back in the day. Wow. Yo, my my brother's intelligent, man. He, I'm not he's saying he's not, but wow. But he learned that he learned that in an early age, man. Okay. You know, and then one, like I said, one day I woke up. I woke up one day. I was like, why? Why am I doing this? I'm taking beatings, and he's getting new stuff, but I still get to play it. Why am I taking beatings? Smart. And I stopped taking beatings. Okay. And I stopped beating him up. You stopped beating him up? Oh, let me change that. I stopped fighting. There you go. I knew it was something to it. I mean, yeah. We stopped, we stopped using fisticuffs against each other. Got it. And then we became really good brothers and friends and all that stuff to this day. Okay. And it's and it's good, you know. He yeah, he used to get the Nintendo games and all that, and I used to play it. And you got nothing? I just say I didn't get nothing. I would say that I got things that I wanted, but if I also wanted something. I would ask him if he wanted it. He'd be like, yeah, so, you know. Okay. Hey, you should you should ask for that for your birthday. That's a good idea. I mean, I think he was going to do it anyway, but hey, why not? Okay. But I mean, nah, man, it's just having, you know, having siblings is definitely a, it was definitely a, a plus. They're, you know, I have an older brother and a younger brother. Excuse me. Older brother and younger brother. No sisters. Um, 
you know, that's whatever. You know, I guess it was all right. Okay. You know, growing growing up in the in the Brown household wasn't 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 boring. It, it it wasn't definitely wasn't boring. I mean, but it also wasn't. It was it was your normal stuff. I mean, we weren't the hustables or anything, but who you know, is? Hopefully nobody. <laughs> well, see, we're talking about the characters. We're not actually talking about Bill Cosby. Yeah, man, but that stuff was larger than life crazy, man. I mean, it is, but still. Let's be real, man. What? Half those things that Theo did, I'd have got whooped for them. Didn't well, matter how old I was. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the earring. You remember that episode where he had an earring and yeah, tried to hide permission? it? Oh, yeah. man. Or when, um, oh, what was her name? But she went to see The Wretched in Maryland. Um, that um, episode's classic, yeah. man. The Wretched. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's crazy because, like, I remember when I asked my mom, I was like, yo, because I, I was unfortunately in that phase about getting the earring. Okay. And she was like, yeah, you can get one the day you move out. And I was like, yeah, no hope. I got one hole in these ears. That's all I need right now. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's that's one of those things, man. I'm just glad you get married. Wow. Yeah. Now they're good. Yeah. See, that's all that matters. I'm just saying, man. It's just like my mom, too. And my mom, I mean, for real real talk, I'm going to put it out there since we're talking about white girls. <laughs> you bring that white girl up in this house? Exactly. <laughs> Didn't have she, that issue. She never liked it. She never. And I never knew. I never, ever knew until I was 18 years old. I was dating the first love of my life, for real. Stephanie Hood. Never forget it. And my dad pulled me to the side and he was like, you know, your mama don't like that. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, because I was never brought up this way. So I didn't understand what he was talking about. Yeah. And he was None like, of us really were. right. So he was like, um, you know, I was like, no, I don't. What are you talking about? And he's like, what? Because we're two years apart. Cause she was 16 at the time. I was 18 or whatever. Mm. I was a senior. She was. I yeah. That should have been the first reason. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, well, we're still in high school, so I guess it didn't matter. Robbing that cradle. You know what? Anyway. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure out what he's talking about. And so he was you like, know don't like that. Right. And she was like, you know, she don't want you dating a white woman like that. And I was like, eh? <laughs> First time I've ever heard it. First time I've ever heard it in my life. Now, they weren't. They, they didn't, like, you know, shelter me or anything like that. You know, they let me know what my black history was, whatever, whatever. You know, I got plenty of Jet Magazine experience. I get that. Yeah. But she just wanted, she didn't want to influence your choices. Exactly. She wanted you to make your own choices. hated it. I mean, that's hated, how mom and dad was, too. Dude, hated it. Hated it. So, fast forward, you know, 27 years, and Lauren comes into play. And I was like, I knew what was going on. I didn't really care what they thought. I already knew. This is the one. Y'all going to just have to keep it pushing. So I had to sit down with my mother. And this is how I know that moms ultimately lose. I said, Mama, Lauren knew when we were kids you ain't like her. Not because she did anything. Just because she ain't like she ain't, She knew that she ain't like the white girls around. I already knew this. I was late to the party. But I know this now. And if you have a problem with this, I don't know what to tell you. But I can't let you just, you know, I'm not going to let, what did I say? I'm not going to let her come in walking through a rice paddy without understanding 
this is bad. So I let her know, I'm letting you know. And that was a conversation because you can't let someone you're married go unprotected from anyone, moms included. So I had to have that conversation. She was cool. That's the fun part, man. I've never had to have that conversation. Good I did you. have one conversation with mom. Um, one Christmas or Thanksgiving. I can't remember what it was. We went to Dale's house for Thanksgiving. It was oh, Thanksgiving. Okay. And dad was working. So me and her drove to Dale's house for Thanksgiving and stuff and all that. And I believe she asked me pretty much point blank. Like, why I date white girls? And so, um, like, Dale's wife is Spanish-American. Okay. Kevin's wife is white. <laughs> and at that point in time, I introduced um, a white girl. You know, I was the first one to bring it home. So I started it. They closed it was the all your fault. Too. It's all my fault. <laughs> so I was making a joke with her. And whatever. I was like, you know, have you ever heard the term that sons want to date someone like their mom. Okay. Oh. Really? Mm. Yeah. Ouch. No, no. What is, no, it's not bad. Okay. No. But, you know, it's just like some of the girls that we've dated and they married have characteristics of you. You know, the heart and all that stuff. Oh, this is not you making a joke of it. No. Okay, no, okay. Not that's why I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I was like, no, it's like, you know, we look for people who have positive characteristics that you've shown us that the woman that we should be with should have because, you know, you were an excellent judge of character. And honestly, you know, you were the first woman in our lives. <laughs> Truth. So it's what it is. And she was just kind of like, oh, <laughs> just kind of just dropped it. I was like, I mean, that is I mean, a mic, that is a mic drop answer. Yeah, I what mean, because I mean, that? you know, I think because I've never been raised about color, and you know, I went to Peaseburg High School, which is about ninety-seven percent black, and then I did four H, which is about twenty-five percent black at the time. So I got both spectrums, sure, heavy, you know. Um, Oh, in school, in high school, I was just a regular dude. I knew everybody. Everybody knew who I was. Right. I kind of stayed out of trouble, whatever, whatever. And 4-H, you know, I got to a point where I started holding some state offices. My whole junior year, probably literally at least once every, once every two months, I was out of town for a week for some 4-H stuff. And to the point where one of my teachers were like, Mr. Brown, we have a test on this such a day. Are you going to be in, in town for that? And it was all excuse. So I was like, well, let me check my calendar. Yeah, I think I'll be here for that. <laughs> you know, and this is front of the class. So he makes a joke about it in front of the class. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I was lucky enough to be to come in contact with just a bunch of different people, you know. I'm six, 16 or no, I'm 15. I'm taking my first flight to Chicago. I'm going to National 4 H Congress. And I met someone from Canada. I met some girls from Puerto Rico. I mean, 
yo man talk about a a smorgasbord of different types of people i fell right into it and you know so for me high school wasn't necessarily tough it was just different i didn't talk like everybody else because one of the things one of the special talents that i had in a young age is i would pick up accents and i would become like literally i would start talking mimicking the people i'm talking to right so then eventually it becomes part of my accent yep. so literally i would <laughs> i would leave Petersburg, go somewhere for a week come back talking like the people who i was hanging out with yep you know some jokes ensued but it's what it is <laughs> but you know but my thing was i was very much you know i crossed my t's i dotted my eyes i i didn't talk slang until like i don't know 11th grade like when i had a sentence it was a sentence there was it, you know, there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end, and there's a period. Like, literally, that's how I talk. Eh, whatever. It, it, it was, it was kind of weird at the time, but you do what you got to do. So, yeah, I mean, the whole race thing was never a big deal for me. My parents never, you know, raised me to think about race and stuff like that. But, yeah, back to what we were talking about. Yeah, that was her fault. She got yanked up. She should have just left. But <laughs> she's there on the clock now. If we don't hear from her again. <laughs> and certainly we will be looking for her. Well, the funny part about it is imagine the question is, would she would she have been in Las Vegas at the draft? And he got picked. Well, why would mom? She, she wouldn't have been in his lap at the draft though. You know, you get your table, you get a couple tickets. Well, he was a mom and dad. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Sometimes a girlfriend's there. So if you get to go to the draft, that's a big deal. That means y'all in there in it to win it. True. Um But yeah. The other thing I want to talk about in the draft was um Henry Ruggs III. I think that's his name. Did you see what he did on draft night? Is this the one that was wearing a robe? Yeah, man. Why a was white he wearing robe. A robe? <laughs> Yo, he was different. Yo, I'm just like, he's on a phone. This dude's in a robe. He's like, I'm at home. I'm comfortable. You know, he had on his nice watch and his girl was there and the dude's in a robe. I laughed at that. Oh, I thought bro, that was funny. You know what? I I can't be mad at him. I mean, you're at home, man. You're supposed to be comfortable. I ain't mad at him. I, I can't be mad. I just can't. But <laughs> I can't. The biggest floss of the night, man. Was? Jerry Jones. He was on his yacht. Yo, really? A $250 million yacht? Well, actually, Boo Love and I were tripping about Cliff Kingsbury. You see what that dude was? Man, that dude got oh, a dope I, I was house. gonna talk about him. That house is banging. Oh my and, goodness. And I believe he is without wife. He's single? I believe he is single. Wow. That man. house is banging. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, he had the fire on outside. 
and it won't nobody Five degrees. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he ain't had no computer. He was just—he'd probably looking at a big old screen TV. Yo, oh boy, I was watching um, Good Morning Football yesterday, and old boy's like, "Yo, man, that's the thirst trap for real." I was weak. <laughs> He said that's the thing. Oh, it was nope, it was ESPN and it was Ryan Clark. He was like, yo, that's the thirst trap. Because why don't you just come here and watch Netflix and chill with me? And it's just like, first of all, <laughs> the backyard, if you looked further, they were still part of the house. Yeah. All that, all that was his house. All that windows? Yeah. Man, first of all. <laughs> I could live in that. It's to be too many damn windows. Why? That's pretty. You know man, what? Man, it's pretty. But man. Oh man, look you, outside of the mountains and whatnot. Yeah, man, but if you're trying to get dirty, it's too many windows. You can't close no blinds. But you know what? You living in that spot, no joints probably change color. Yeah, I was gonna say they can make themselves opaque. Well you can't see through <sighs> them anyway. Come on, man. man. Come on, man. Thirst trap, yo. Thirst <laughs> trap. <laughs> That's why he did it. That's why, yeah. Oh, just, just the dude was chilling on the couch, on his phone, watching the draft. I mean, he was looking GQ too. It wasn't like he was just chilling. Yeah. He was looking GQ. He had his own. He had. He had some. Uh, it looked like he had some um, nice shoes on, no socks. Little, With his feet on the table, little pants on, little white shirt. On yeah, exactly table. on my table. That's right, on my table. I bought this. Thirst trap <laughs> all day. <laughs> Yo, if you didn't think he got dates after that, stop playing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, That's right. You're right. Kingsbury is not married. He is dating Fox Sports' Holly Saunders, who is a regular guest host on FS1 studio shows, including Undisputed and The Herd. Yo, he's dating somebody? Yo, she's hating. She was probably just like, I know it is, but yo, I'm going to stop before I start cursing. (laughs) <laughs> That's probably who was he was on the phone. We was probably texting, "Sup, girl?" And she was probably just like, "Come on, man, really? Why are you trying to? Why? Why you got the thirst trap out? <laughs> just trying to see what I can pull tonight." <laughs> oh, really? That's what it is. Uh, I mean, his, his floors were even clean, dog. I mean, I ain't talking about like clean, like they reflected. Right, but when you make two million dollars a year, you don't have to do those things. Man, it's not like he spends any time cleaning his house. He has somebody coming to do it. Come on, man. Man, <laughs> the thirst, thirst trap. <laughs> Is that all you have to say about that dude's house, man? Yo, man. Can I go and visit? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you're gonna be secluded somewhere, shy. <laughs> I'm gonna be secluded there. <laughs> <laughs> you surrounded by perfectly manicured lawns and mountains. Yeah, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> man. You gotta drive like one way in and one way man. out. <laughs> Yo. I want my house to look just like that. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I just want I mean, I wouldn't mind it if it got donated to me. <laughs> if it got donated. <laughs> I mean, he's head coach of Arizona Cardinals, man. Yes, he's sir. just like, look, property tax is low out here. I can't get a lot of space. Let me see. Where do I live? That's probably how he got his girlfriend. Thirst trap, baby. Yo, this is my house. <laughs> he don't even got to work. 
I mean, right now he, he can't. I mean, what can you do well, besides I mean, make but more he's, plays? No, what I'm saying is, you know, regular white dude. He couldn't win in college. He hasn't won the NFL for real. You know, he's a sub 500 performer. He got to be doing some somewhere. Well, you know, I will say this: he he has improved the Cardinals from where Arians had him last year. I mean, that's all well and good, but um, <laughs> we're not it's talking just, about that right now. We're not talking about. That right <laughs> he went from Texas Tech to pimping. <laughs> well, actually, he was probably pimping in Texas Tech. Eh, yeah, he won't. He was probably making like five hundred thousand, maybe a mil. Really? You but he's think making so? like know, he's man. making like ten mil a year now, because he got that house. No, actually, it said he made. Uh, he's got a um, five-year, ten million dollar deal, which I thought was lowballing it for a coach in the NFL. He could, he, well, he, he certainly could have made more money in, in college. Yeah, but you know, when you're when the property tax is low like that, huh? Hey, man, thirst trap. <laughs> so is is that what we're gonna just say now? Just thirst trap. I mean, what was it? Miami Vice? You know, old boy had the, he had the car. Tubbs had the house. I mean, Tubbs was pimping. The dude had a boat, man. He had a houseboat in a, in a Testarossa. He really did. Which, which was boat, which is, he got women with the car. Tubbs got women with the house until they blew it up. <laughs> which was a sad day, man. My heart hurt when they blew up the house, man. Uh, you know, at least he didn't get killed. You can always get another get another house. I understand that, but he didn't drive really. His car was a beater because he had that big house. <laughs> he couldn't afford any more. <laughs> Come on, man. He was that. See, he was playing the game right, man. Get I'm driving a beater. I'm driving a beater. So you don't think he nothing, but then you he take you home. Thirst trap. That's what it is, man. They were thirst trapping it back in Miami Vice. <laughs> Man, you come on, man. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Hey, oh man. The car, the house, pick. Yeah, I'm a big Ferrari guy, but I'm gonna take the house. That that house was beast. Yeah, it really was. And I've always it, wondered how those guys could afford. I mean, I know that what do they get like a uh allowance to look that, that way because of their job? Possibly. Because, I, mean, no, I mean, no cop can afford a test of rose. Actually, the car he had at the beginning was much more expensive. Yeah, but the thing, he probably got the car from the impound, though. That probably won't his. He is. Well. But I'm the house. Sure. Well. I mean, the property tax in Miami isn't that great. Well, you know, not that high. It's not like he was putting money in things like a car. So, other than his hair, his clothes, and his house. That's why Tubbs was a beast. <laughs> But I don't think he was a beast like uh, Kingsbury. <laughs> nah. Thirst trap. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just saying. Uh, but, you know, if it was anybody other than Jerry Jones on that boat, that'd be a thirst trap, too. The only thing that annoyed me about the whole thing, how are you going to have the Cowboys insignia in the Salvation Army? Man, you just ruined it. How are you going to have <laughs> what? Say that again. In the background, he had the Cowboys insignia, the star, yeah, and the Salvation Army. Man, I just ruined it. How'd that ruin it? You doing business, man? Man. However, that's not why I wanted to talk about. I mean, the yacht, yes, but the other thing is, I mean, he just got women around just holding his phone. 
<laughs> Who's not even touch his own phone? What is that about? That's that COVID nineteen. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to touch my own phone. <laughs> you know, he oh had like three different goodness. women, and one of them was his daughter. And I'm just like, why is your daughter on this boat? <laughs> like, of all people, man, I'm just saying, the draft was only. You only had one pick in the first round, two picks in the second round. There's a whole lot of time that a whole bunch of nothing's going down. <laughs> Why is your daughter there? So I'm saying. Oh, she's part of the team, drop man. That. She part of I don't the care team. if he is 85. They call Vi- Viagra. That's what it is. A lot of old people use it. A lot oh, of young people use it. Oh, my goodness. Why don't you leave these people alone, man? <laughs> Hey, you know, I got nothing else better to do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on my two hundred fifty million dollar yacht. What? Yeah. And then you have people. Hold, you know, it was the holding the phone that was killing me, man. You know, he had a drone speaker, so they could hear everything. And he was just like, "Man, I'm old. I do what I want. I only got to look. I didn't even dress myself this morning." <laughs> Oh my god, you are killing these people, man. What the world? Man, I'm not killing him, man. It's a it was a dope yacht from the picture we saw. At first I thought it was a green screen, because I was like, what is this? A <laughs> green screen. <laughs> no. Jerry is rich enough to have anybody's yacht he wants. The fact that we found out it was a $250 million yacht, that's called flossing. The fact that you just had some random woman and your daughter hold your phone. While you were talking, I mean, I understand COVID nineteen and all, but it's called Bluetooth and technology. <laughs> you simply could have just put it in your two hundred fifty million dollar yacht and put it in the speaker. I no, I I'm so was vain. I'm going to pay wrong. somebody to hold my phone. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever. All right, man. This is a new. This is a new segment. This is a new segment. Hold on, I ain't done yet. You got one more. What do you mean you ain't done? We got one more. The the real winner of the draft, man. We haven't talked about it. Was Bill Belichick's dog, yo? Oh, I didn't see that. What happened? He bogarted the second day of the draft, man. Oh, so first of all, Bill Belichick put his three computers on his dining room table. Cause why show us any important part of his house? You know, like everybody else. I'm surprised he showed you anything. <laughs> I mean, I know. Yeah. And then he went away, right? Right before a pick. And they went back to him and he was gone. But the dog was in his chair. <laughs> <laughs> like the dog was making the pick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and next thing you know, their pick comes out. A dog appears to have made the pick for Bill Belichick. <laughs> I mean, the dog was kind of dope, man. It was He just kind of sat in the chair and was just like, what's up? If Belichick was like nowhere to be found, they had a picture of him and his director of personal, player personnel in his office with his kids around him and Bill Belichick's ghost and the dog's just sitting in the chair and be like, what's up? <laughs> I'm trying to get, I'm trying to pick a player, man. What's going on? <laughs> I mean, literally, man, he is chill and and somebody put the Patriots dynasty is over. Brady is gone. Gronk is gone. Is gone. Belichick has been replaced with a dog. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh, Yo, it man. was crazy, See, man. Now I gotta go right, look that up. Right when he picked some dude from a Division two school, like that wasn't gonna get picked that high, like thirty-seven. No chance that he's getting picked that high. But that's a that's a Patriots pick, so it makes sense. Yep. Yeah, man. They said the dog won the night, man, because everybody's like, "You see him," and next thing you know, he's gone. It's like, what's this dog about? Sitting in a chair where he was sitting at, right in front of his computers. He literally did everything but have a phone on him. <laughs> you know, Belichick should have put a headset on him and be like, like he was talking to somebody. That'd have been awesome. I'm telling you, man, Belichick, he be he be doing stuff like this on purpose. Absolutely. I ain't mad at him. Absolutely. But he be doing stuff like this on purpose. So, that apparently, that's the draft um, for this past week. The fun part. I don't care who got drafted. You know, we had two people who probably need new boyfriends. We got a dog who's running the the Patriots now. (laughs) Cute dog, by the way. I guess. Um, I don't like dogs, so it doesn't matter. You know, we got a dude who's not touching anything on a yacht and forgot that there's technology like, hey, put Bluetooth in your speakers, you jerk. <laughs> We're going to hire women just to hold my phone for me. Oh, my like, goodness. I can't imagine. Hey, can you just hold this phone speaker for me so I can talk into it? <laughs> what? <sighs> pimping. This is, it's just pimping, man. It's, it's, that's all I can really say on that. And then you got the thirst trap. I mean, the <laughs> ultimate trap. thirst trap. Man, leave that dude's house alone, now, man. Now this woman, now his girlfriend's got to be knocking chicks down, man, because shoot, she was having to knock chicks down. How you think she got there knocking chicks down? I mean, but it's just increased exponentially. <laughs> you can't show nobody a house like that and be like you not married and be and man, yo, that's like the greatest thirst trap I've ever seen. <laughs> If there's another thirst trap, you let me know. Because I ain't never seen one better than that. That house is like... Like, we saw one room, and it's just like, yeah. Beast. Yeah. Like, man, woman, dog, child. Everybody looking at me like, yo, can I be there? I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now, and it's like, oh my goodness, are you serious? I mean, you in the house, probably with the AC on, and got the nerd to have a fire pit going up. Shut up, man. <laughs> and you know he knew somebody was taking these pictures, right? <laughs> no, he put the camera there. He put the camera there. Okay, okay. Hey, man. That I mean, you thirst got a, trap. You got he a, did that on purpose. You got a glass wall. <laughs> What's going on outside? It's a nice bonfire out there. Not too bad it's too hot to go out there. What? Yep. I mean, Netflix and chill here. Yeah, and he never looked at the camera. Nope. He was looking like he was looking at the TV and looking at his computer monitor. Thirst trap. Thirst. <laughs> his girlfriend now got to work overtime. Man, he's like, man, hey. you didn't made my job harder, dog. What up? I got to keep you and beat these hoes off. Well, he had to work hard to make that money to get her. So don't even worry about that. I ain't worried about no woman having first to work hard. No, no, he didn't. What? He did not. I'm going to tell you why he didn't. Hey. I'm a coach in the NFL. Uh, yeah, that's about it. You had to work hard to get the title, bro. I'm a coach in college. Uh, had to work hard to get there, bro. He played. He played 
um in college. I know. He played in the NFL for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. And the fact that he's played in college and the NFL, been a coach in the in the college and now coach in the NFL, he still ain't married. Yo, thirst trap. This, that dude's pimping. Pimp, period. Pimping. <laughs> Everybody else, we saw all these living rooms and all this offices stuff. No, this dude just put out an oasis. <laughs> an oasis? <laughs> You're right, though. It is. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, man. I mean, the only thing he didn't have there was food.